Another sprint weekend on the horizon. Red Bull drama and F1, if they haven't already, has officially gone Hollywood. This is Into the Chicane, a Formula One podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Channing Apodaca. The man in the window is Brandon Wood. Before we get started, guys, we want to ask that you please don't forget to like and subscribe and share the podcast with your friends as we're trying to grow this thing and kick this shit off. Thank you guys for tuning in. Brandon, how you doing? Doing good, man. It was, uh, it was a nice weekend. No no, uh, no races past weekend. There was no motocross, so it was a nice quiet weekend. There's, Family. Uh, we're in that weird part of the summer where all we have is baseball. NBA is over. The NHL is over. We have off weekends in Formula One, Supercross, IndyCar. Uh, what else is done? Football. I don't even know if football is playing right now. Soccer going. Is it MLS or international? I know MLS isn't going. ML, uh, I don't know. I all I know is that the LA Football Club is still doing games. So are they? Yeah, I think so. I keep. I don't seeing, think they are. I, I have a friend who goes to a lot of the games, and he's been posting. So I don't know. Huh? Maybe they're doing some like after season stuff. I don't. I, oh, I, don't I really follow too closely, so I, I don't follow MLS either. I think this year is going to be a big one to start following though, because Messi's coming over. I know that the tickets for uh, like LAFC and the Galaxy have probably quadrupled or some shit. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we're in a lull for sports right now. Uh, the NHL draft is tonight. I'm excited about that. I don't know if you're playing paying close attention, but I will be. No, um, I've been getting a lot of those texts you guys have been sending back and forth <laughs> about that. So me and KJ in the group chat. Sounds yeah, sounds spicy. So. Oh yeah, it's gonna be a caliente. Let's get into this uh, into this off week of news though, because we've got some goodies here. Silly season is already starting. Oh yeah, Can you believe it. Oh yeah. yeah, I think it started a while ago. Yeah, I, I you could say that. So what do we got? So. It all kind of kicked off uh, the beginning of the week Mm -hmm. when uh, it was announced that Daniel Ricardo is going to be doing some summer testing. And uh, uh, good old Lawrence Barreto had a a piece he uh, put out where um, they were quoted, sources say a race seed AlphaTauri next season is a genuine option for Ricardo, with both Red Bull family and Ricardo open to the move. So... That's this, one of those. Uh, Go ahead. This brings up a lot of questions, um, you know, all surrounding Afatari. People think maybe this is a a bigger move for a seat for Ricardo at Red Bull. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know where do we start. For me, the big the big uh, the big piece of that statement right there is that Ricardo is open to taking that seat. Because if he's open to taking it, then I think that's the option that they're going to go with. Nick DeVries, we've talked about it a bunch. He's absolutely nowhere on that team. He's one of two two drivers in F1 without a single point this year. When I think points have been pretty up for grabs, uh, you know, that that 9-10 spot, and, and he's sitting there without a single point on the season. He's barely had any good looks, and, you know, Helmut Marco this week was also doing an interview where where he was discussing about how him and Christian Horner had butted heads on whether or not to bring Nick DeVries into the Red Bull family. And I think he's, in that interview, he kind of sounded like he was admitting eating crow and that it hasn't been working out. And they've shown Daniel Ricciardo nothing but love since he rejoined the Red Bull team. 
So I, I think that's the move that's going to happen. Yeah, no, Marco literally said that he now thinks that Christian Horner was right. Yeah. When he didn't think that he that Nick was a good fit. And that's, I mean, that, that sucks so bad for Nick DeVries. That's throwing him so hard under the fucking bus. The season's not even halfway over, and, you know, we've harped on him. A lot of the media has harped on him, but there's still a lot of racing left to do and to be doing the ultimate Red Bull move and just chucking your driver out of the seat right away, going for Old Faithful, somebody who hasn't been in F1 for a year, somebody who hasn't performed to the top of the field in a few years, despite, you know, Monza a couple years ago, a little bit of a fluke win there, but still. Tough look for old Nicky DeVries. Yeah, man, I don't like it at all. Like, I'm... I'm... I kind of have like a personal affinity for Nick. Like I, I dig his vibe. He's got, you know, he's his own manager. He's his own agent. He negotiates all of his own deals and he's, he's done a lot for a guy that's hasn't historically had like a ton of financial backing and like, he's kind of like really like made a name for himself and put in a lot of hard work to get to where he's done and he, where he's gotten to. And he's, done a lot of like cool things in car racing has been very successful so you hate to see him like you know not even get half of a season and already being called into question and you know at red bulls one of those teams where we've talked about it before where they may not even give him the full season they'll just yank him right out of there and put somebody else in i mean they've said it before technically daniel ricardo is a contracted driver right He's not in a mm-hmm. he's not in a reserve driver position. He's in a third driver position. So it's probably in some clause in his contract that he can slot into any one of those four seats because AlphaTauri drivers are Red Bull drivers. Those are deck chairs that can be shuffled at any time. Um, and I I don't think they're going to do it this season, but I also wouldn't be shocked, especially with something that I saw this morning. I was on Facebook and I got an ad. I always get F one ads, and. Mm-hmm. You know, it's usually like uh, an autographed mini helmet or a, a Sergio Perez hoodie. But the first thing that I saw was a Red Bull Daniel Ricardo number three T-shirt that was number one on the F F one advertisements. That means Red Bull's pushing that, and then in turn F one is pushing that. That's just, I mean, that might be a little conspiracy talk, or it's writing on the walls. But yeah, they still have a bunch of those diecast models from a few years ago sitting in a warehouse. They're just trying to offload them. This is a design I've never seen before, though. So I think it's a new, I think it's a new print, and it's not like it was part of that like F one clearance sale because you have to go deep into the di- into the archives of the website to find that type of shit. You know what I mean? Those old like Sebastian Vettel at Ferrari shirts and and all that. This was, this was front page. So yeah, uh, I don't know. It sucks. I don't agree with the move if and when it happens. Because, like you said, I like Nick DeVries, too. He's a cool dude. I wish he could get a better shake. But it's just not looking good for him. Yeah. And as F1 turns the tide on a lot of things, every team is going to want to have as much potential in the car as they can. You know, there's more media focus on F1 right now than there's ever been internationally. Yeah. And so more news we got just this morning was – Marco also saying uh, that in 2024, Alpha name will be no more. I saw that. They're going to rename the team and they're going to have new sponsors. So I saw that. Total rebranding for the team. He said also the course is clear. Follow Red Bull Racing as far as the regulations allow. 
designing your own is not the way. So they're going to kind of try to lean a little bit further into into the Red Bull thing following some of the Red Bull designs and, and, and doing all that stuff. So yeah, we talked be interesting about interesting to see, but we, we talked about that a little bit, but they kind of separated ties a little bit further and became a completely independent outfit over the last few years, particularly when they went to AlphaTauri name. Uh, it would be kind of interesting if they just went back to Toro Rosso. Yeah. I wouldn't uh, mind that. Honestly, I don't know why I loved when AlphaTauri came around. But the team hasn't done well under that, you know. Going back to Toro Rosso, it, it's almost like not to bring it back to hockey, but it almost would be like the the Ducks route, my team, because there's a giant rumor that they're going back to the Mighty Ducks of Anaheim after being, you know, the Anaheim Ducks, and going back to that Disney, the logo and all that shit. So similar path. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the whole question that like comes up in my mind is that like, okay, well, they're gonna double down on Red Bull. Or this being like a Red Bull junior team almost, right? Right. I mean, that would be the smart move for them to to make, right? So why are they putting Daniel Ricardo in that seat as opposed to one of their more junior drivers like Liam Lawson, Ayumu, Uwasa? Well, they also, could... Also, there was news this week that Alex Palau from IndyCar, who's having an amazing season, wants to, you know, try out for that seat. So... Interesting. You know, if they're going for a full rebrand in 2024, why are they, you know, what what would they get out of putting Daniel in that seat as opposed to somebody else? Maybe after this test that he's going to be doing at, where is it, Silverstone? Yeah. Maybe after this test at Silverstone, they are going to remove Nick DeVries from that seat, put Daniel Ricciardo in there, get him up to speed, and then next year, Daniel Ricciardo moves back into the Red Bull seat and Checo's gone. Yeah, and then where does Checo go? <laughs> What's Fuck, man. I don't Checo? know. I don't know uh, where Checo goes from there. There's not going to be a whole lot of room for him. Yeah. So there was a there was an interview also this week with Sunoda where he said that he was open to going to other teams. For Leaving Evan, the Red Bull family? Well, potentially. And so there's a question that got brought up. Okay, with Honda's Aston Martin partnership, does that mean 2026? Yuki's a good candidate for... One of the seats at Aston Martin. You know, the one so. seat at Aston Martin? See, I don't know about that. That depends on how competitive Aston Martin wants to continue to be. And then who else is available? I think, I have a sneaky suspicion that once Fernando Alonso leaves that seat, that they're going to go after Charles Leclerc. I could see that. One of Charles Leclerc, you know, I think Lando Norris is going to be way up in the air. We've talked about him at Red Bull. We've talked about him at, you know, the incoming Audi team. Uh, who knows? So that's, yeah. Inter- just, I don't know. Interesting. It's, it's the, open uh, the, to anything. Yeah, the, uh, the Liam Lawson and, and Iwasa, those are interesting. I don't know. Liam Lawson did okay in F2. He's doing really good in Super Formula right now. He even beat Alex Albon in DTM. Alex Albon's a member of the Red Bull family. Uh, or was, at least. Awasa's doing great in F2 right now. But you got to think that if Alex Pelot wants to get in, he might be the best candidate to, uh, to take that seat. Just based on experience of open-wheel racing alone. You also can't ca- count out Colton Herta. 
Red Bull had their eye on him just last year. He yeah, would he would be my pick. Like, that's who I want, only because he's a local boy. He's from you know less than an hour up the road from us. So yeah, but I don't know. Like, dude, like Colton hasn't been having a great year this he year. Hasn't. I think he's in like seventh or eighth like, right now. It feels like he almost missed his window. Yeah. a little bit. He might Unless have. McLaren's got him, and I know McLaren has like a development thing going on with them, so mm-hmm. there could be a future for him there. But it just also seems like. Jeez, uh, we haven't really heard a lot about him yeah. since then. So that was honestly the last time he was really in the in the big, the forefront of uh, you know, at least F one news. Um, man, I don't know. This is uh, this is an interesting one, and it's kind of like we've been looming over this whole bit of news for like this whole season. If this happens, I wonder where Checo goes. Could Checo go to Alpha Tower or not to uh, Alpha Tower? Could he go to Aston Martin? You think? I mean, I don't know. I don't. I don't really know. Like, it kind of, it feel like Fernando's shoes are a lot to fill. Mm-hmm. You know, say he were to retire. You know, he's a championship holder. He's, uh, you know, currently in top shape. He's got personality and media flair, so it's like, yeah. If he's, they're gonna replace somebody like Alonzo, it's gotta be somebody, somebody big. of that caliber. And so it's like, is is Checo really there? I don't know. I don't. I don't think so. He's a really great driver in his own right, but I don't think he brings the quite the same. I don't know if he's uh, he's heel. Yeah. Somebody else like a Leclerc, you know. But, I love him. I don't know if he's number one driver on a top team though. You know, he was he was yeah. a great number one driver, I think, for, you know, Force India when he yeah. was there. But I don't know if that's, uh, you know, a racing point, whatever it was. But I don't know if he's, yeah, he's you know, top driver at, you know, the second best team in the world. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm excited now to see how this silly season wraps up. Yeah. Be interesting. Well, uh, enough about AlphaTauri. We got some uh, pretty interesting news about Alpine uh, this week as well. Yeah. So uh, Ryan Reynolds, the actor, and Rob McElhaney, uh, amongst others, part of an investment group that just bought 24% of Alpine Racing Team. Do you know if this is the exact same investment group that bought into Wrexham FC, or is it a different group of people just including... Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhaney. That I don't know specifically. I think there's a few different entities that were involved in mm-hmm. this because they they raised over uh, two hundred million dollars. I saw that uh, for this purchase. So that's a good um, chunk, which brings the valuation of Alpine Racing at almost a billion. So Damn. that's kind of crazy to think about. But uh, yeah, I mean, what do you what do you just think about this when you saw it? I mean, obviously it brings a lot of attention to them. It's, it was it's <laughs> cool to have. It was a you funny, know, uh, kind of... yeah, it's great attention. It was a funny headline to see, to open up Twitter and see the breaking news, the F1, you know, template breaking news thing, and see Ryan Reynolds' face in there. I almost thought at first that it was a joke until I read. Then you, I mean, immediately, as soon as you see that, you go, oh, that makes sense completely. Ryan Reynolds is buying up everything he can. Uh, I do think, I think it's a great look for Alpine. They're going to get a lot of great media attention across the world. 
if they plan to go the Wrexham FC route and do, you know, some sort of a Hulu behind the scenes <laughs> thing, great. Dope. I mean, would they even be able to be able to? With, there'd probably be some kind of conflict of interest with like uh, with Drive to Survive, yeah, and all that stuff. But it would be very funny to see like make like you know some small village in France or these uh, these uh, poor old drivers, yeah, uh, Pierre Gasly, Esteban Ocon, or uh, you know, just grinding it out. Uh, I don't know how much of a conflict of interest it would be because. I remember a few years ago, Fernando Alonso and McLaren had their own docu-series, I think, on Amazon. Don't quote me that it was before, during, or any of that. I don't know when it took place, if it was like in conjunction with Drive to Survive. But if Ryan Reynolds can put together a deal with Netflix, I'm sure Drive to Survive would be okay with that. Or Netflix would be okay with that if it was like a, an Alpine-centric type of a thing. You know, I yeah. who knows? Because I, I don't... Ryan Reynolds does invest in, in a lot of different things, and he's a, a good business guy. He's a, a good investor. But I don't know if he's investing in something like this just for the business end of it or if he wants the media aspect of it as well, if they want to go the the uh, the Wrexham route or if it's it's just specifically business because it is a hot time to get in on any F1 team. So if Alpine was the yeah. one that opened their door to you, then, then great, take it. Yeah, and in in part of the press release, they stated that it was kind of like a, you know, a, a media play just to kind of bring some added attention and stuff like that to the team. So, you know, that's kind of how I see it. But you know, at the same time, like this money could really, you know, help Alpine. You know, mm-hmm. a bunch of money can go into their uh, facilities in Enstone, potentially attract some like key personnel. You know, moving forward. Uh, they really are hoping that this is going to help them get back to fighting further up in the in the field, you know. Yeah, dope. I'm I'm all for it. Get more eyes on it. I don't know if Alpine's the most exciting team to be uh showcasing. But hey, right? Take right? who you can get. Maybe, maybe this is what they needed. Yeah. I don't know. They really do need it. I, I don't know if we talked about it or if we joked about it on this show, but like I I've met one Alpine fan in my entire life. Who was it? Uh, some dude on the patio of the comedy store. He was wearing a knockoff Alpine jacket, and I was like, "Alpine, huh?" I was like, "Are you their one fan?" And he was like, "I think I might be." But he just thought it was the car speaker company. Yeah, I mean, how often do you see Alpine fans? It's it's rare, whether like at a race or not. The only time you're gonna really yeah. see it is at Paul Ricard. Cool. So should we uh, look forward to uh, the Austrian GP? Yes, sir. Back at the Red Bull Ring. Yes, sir. This is one of my favorite tracks. I love the Red Bull uh, Ring. It's just beautiful. The way it looks overlooking the hills dude. and all that. So sick. It's a pretty good uh, It's a pretty good track in itself. There was a time a few years ago during COVID times. I don't know if you remember when they raced at the Red Bull Ring. It felt like three or four times a year. It might have only been twice. But I felt mm-hmm. like we were in Austria over and over again. Like there was the Austrian Grand Prix and then there was they had called it something else. The, yeah, I forget what, what it was. What city are they? What city is it? Because it was whatever city they're in. Spielberg? Spielberg. It was the Spielberg Grand Prix, I believe. But do you remember that when they were racing multiple tracks during COVID? Yeah. yeah. Weird times. Uh, so yeah. we got another um, sprint weekend. Do you know, I haven't looked into it. I, and I don't remember if this is a sprint shootout or is it a classic sprint? 
so it's going to be the sprint shootout. So same format we did last time where they do free practice Friday, then qualifying for the race on Friday. Mm-hmm. And then Saturday is standalone for the sprint. So they'll do the qualifying for the sprint and then the sprint race. Nice. Which this points only has no effect on the race Sunday. Right. So um, Haas has already kind of said that they're going to be using the sprint for a test session because they need it. So we can count them out out of what's going on with their race pace. Yeah. So we can count them out of competition. Yeah. And so I feel like a lot of the teams that have like new upgrades that have recently gone on are probably going to be hurting a little bit this weekend because they're only going to have the one practice session to kind of figure things out and then have to go and race it. So Mm -hmm. uh, Aston Martin, I feel is going to be maybe on their back foot a little bit. Mercedes, um, last year, Ferrari was so strong here. Can they uh, bring the heat again? They, they turned it up a little bit at the last race, so I would expect them to continue that trajectory. But also, this is Max Verstappen's home race. This is uh, Red Bull's track. So This is a home race for them. The Orange Army is going to be out in force, and you have to expect that Max is also going to have his foot to the floor. So, that being said... But, also, the forecast is rain, 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 every single day. Really? I haven't seen the forecast. Okay, a little bit of a shake-up. Yeah, that's going to change a lot of things, you know. I don't know, Max... Max is pretty good in the rain. Max is very good in the rain. That's going to change uh, some of my bold predictions, then. Hmm. Okay. Well, I kind of already got some going, so I, I can go first if you want. Yeah, please. I think I think Hamilton's gonna be back on the podium again this weekend. Okay. He's on a he's on a good trajectory right now. Mercedes has got some things figured out. You know, maybe not sprint, but I think in the race, I think he's got a good chance. Uh, being back up there on the podium. Okay. My original first prediction was going to be that Sergio Perez wins the sprint race. Hmm. But Checo's not as strong in the rain. He did win in the rain in Monaco, different circumstances. I will say that... You know what? I'm going to keep it. Sergio Perez is going to win the sprint race. That's that's going to be my big gamble, saying that it might weakening my prediction and then going for it. Uh, All right, you want to know my big uh, gamble? Go for it. Uh, I think DeVries is going to be the best rookie. You think of the rookies, of the three rookies, he's uh, going to finish uh, uh, the highest? He's going to finish the highest, yeah. I like I that. He's. I, I think he's going to just bear down with all the talk that's been going on this past week. He's going to put it in the drive like we've never seen. And uh, he's going to impress a lot of people and try to, uh, you know, maybe even keep his seat a little bit longer, you know. Good. I hope that happens. I don't want to give you a point, but I do hope that one happens. I'm going to say Charles Leclerc is going to take pole for the Grand Prix race on Sunday. Okay. I think it's possible. I mean, he had did not have pole last year, but he... Uh, did have great pace, so. And for your third, 
Third, I'm bringing it back. George makes, makes contact, contact with somebody. Do I have to make it specifically for the race, or can I make it just like at some point over the weekend he's going to run into somebody? Let's say that it has to happen in one of the sprint or the the race on Sunday. I'll just say I'll say a race because there's way more stakes in the race. And last year he was driving like a madman, so I think uh, we're going to see more of the same. Okay. I'm going to make my last one that Alex Albon is going to finish top seven in the race. Ooh, okay. That would be sick. Yep. I, I mean, he kind of had to, like, pull some pull some magic out of his hat. He's so. going to have to again, but I think the race is going to cause a little bit of chaos, and if Alex can continue to qualify in the wet like he did, use his smarts. Here's the thing about Alex Albon. When he does something good... He usually immediately follows it with something bad. Like if you remember his time at Red Bull, he would have these great showings, and then you'd be like, "Yes, dude, he's on tra- he's on track for another good one." And then the following week, yeah. he'd finish like P14. Yeah. Crossing yeah, my mean, fingers that this is the week he changes that. He breaks the curse. You know, I don't know. We'll see how this track is going to work for the Williams. They got a lot of top speed, um, a lot of horsepower. You know, they're going to be at elevation, so we'll see. Maybe that'll come. Come mm-hmm. into play a little bit. Uh, cars with a little more horsepower are going to be maybe have a little bit of advantage. I don't know. Uh, it's it's possible, but this is a shorter track. Yeah, not know? really set up for the Williams. I'm I'm betting on Alex, not on not on the Williams. Okay, well, um, he's going to need that Williams to uh, to get him through. So, well, he held on really well. In, in Canada, he was able to defend very, very well. I'm hoping that he can do the same. He's going to do another 58-lap uh, tire hard tire run? Maybe. We'll see. Hey, we'll see. Love to see. I would love to see that, honestly. It's going like, to be extreme Alex, wets. Alex is definitely uh, vying for a raise for next year. I think he, he deserves one. I think he needs a, a team shift here pretty soon, too. I mean, I can't even, without without putting a bunch of red string and some headshots on a wall, I can't even fathom the movement that's going to need to happen to get everybody where they need and should be and include everybody that we want. You know what I mean? To keep Checo, to keep Alex, to keep Nick DeVries, all this shit. We need some retirements and, and all this shit. So, I mean, that's a different story, but you get what I'm saying. Awesome. Well, I'm looking forward to it. Um, looking to score more points. And uh, let's let's get it. Same. Should be a good weekend. Guys, this has been the Into the Chicane pre-Austrian Grand Prix edition. We'll see you guys after the race. And like we said at the beginning, please remember to like, subscribe, rate, review, all that YouTube shit, and share it with your friends. We enjoy doing this, and we want to keep going. We will see you guys post-race.